Are you one of the thousands of people who have added to their family through adoption? How do you sort out all of the resources, unravel the myths, and get started? Welcome to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. On our show, we introduce you to the families, the adoptees, and the experts who can answer any questions you may have to make this the wonderful experience that it truly is. Now, here is your host, Micah Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adoption Unscripted. I am Micah, your host. Thank you so much, as always, for spending your Friday morning with me. I am actually, I guess they call it on location. Um, Is that what they call it? I am in beautiful Hampton, Virginia at my college homecoming. I try to come once a year and I haven't made it in a while. So I'm so excited to be back. So I'm actually in a hotel right now and I have my host set up. However, it was, um, we had the air condition on and it was super loud. So I had to turn it off. So I am very hot in the room. I'm going to try not to pass out on the breaks, but um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to have this show today. Um, I'm, I don't remember how much I miss this place until I come back. The campus is beautiful, I have to say, and I know I'm biased, but it has to be one of the most, if not the most beautiful campus. I mean, it's right on the Chesapeake Bay, so that is fabulous. Um, and I made so many wonderful friends here, lifelong friends, um, and, I'm, and I grew so much as a person. And I kind of really found out who I was as a black woman when I came to school here. I don't know if I mentioned, but I grew up a, around a, mostly in mostly white neighborhoods, my sister and I. And not until we got into high school did we have uh, a core set of friends that were black. Um, and we didn't have any friends that were any other races because our high school where it was mostly white. And then we had a couple of one or two, um, maybe Asian families, or we had maybe a Native American family or two. And I remember there was one uh, Latin family, but most, most, mostly it was white. And all of us were in one group. Um, all of the people of color were in one group. So not until I got to college did I see so many beautiful, outstanding, smart, creative um, black people. And they were all so different from me. And my sister and I kind of rolled up with our southern accents and we were twins. So we may have dressed alike one or two times. I don't want to think back, but we may have. Um, We certainly had the same clothes and we felt different, but we felt that that was okay because everyone was different. So I'm super excited to be here. It's so beautiful. Um, So I'm going to do the show. Then I guess I'll hook up with my sister and my really good friend, Carol, and we will hit the channel. Um, So I want to give a big shout out to everyone who is listening. I have some fans and some friends that go to Hampton. Hello. I hope to see you guys in a really short time. I want to... Before we get into the show today, I want to tell you a quick story um, about what happened a couple of days ago to myself and my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law works with Seeing Color as well, and he does a mentorship program for boys called Boys to Men. And he and I have worked together many, many years. We've done mentorship programs together, he and I, um, for many years. We started our programs in Trenton, New Jersey, where we worked there and did some mentorship programs. And he kind of has this down to a science now. So he has a mentorship program that he works with young men here. I'm sorry, not here, but in Nashville. And but he's also a personal trainer. And so, yeah, he's one of those types, you know, really fit, asking you, what are you eating? 
is that a carb? Uh, do you want to maybe drink, you know, 80 bazillion more liters of water? He's one of those types of guys. So we were in the YMCA, he, myself, and my sister. And he also works as our personal trainer. And he doesn't listen to the show. So I'm just going to be real and say, I don't always like that, <laughs> honestly. Don't always like that. But anyway, he comes from a good place. And so we're in the Y and we're doing our workout. And a young man comes up to him. And I find out later that that young man was one of the guys that was in his program. And I've never met the young man and I never met his mom. So his mom comes up and she's talking to my sister and I. And she says, you know, he's changed so much referencing her son since he's been in the program. And he now seems stronger and more confident. And he seems to be at ease with himself and he feels more comfortable in his skin. And I have to believe it's because he was in Mr. Muhammad's program. His, my brother-in-law's name is Alan Muhammad in his program. And she said, I just wanted to thank you because he's changed and it's so much for the better. And this is so important and he needed it. And I didn't even know he needed it. And so we were so pleased to hear that because that's why we do what we do. And they, we let them talk for a while. And then he, of course, cut it short and made us get back on the machines or whatever because he's really a stickler like that. But anyway, I tell the story to you not to brag on seeing color, but certainly to brag on my brother-in-law because he does excellent work. But most importantly, I tell the story because sometimes when we're in service and we're, our business is helping others, we get um, we get a good feeling from that. And we do it with the best of intentions, but we don't always know if what we're doing is helping anyone or if anyone is is actually getting what we're trying to deliver and it's good to find out that it actually is hitting that home run that we so hope it does. And so for those of you who are in service to others, sometimes you might not know if it's working, but I'm here to tell you that it is and to keep it up because that's what it's all about. So, and also just as an aside, Alan, if you are listening, as soon as I get off the show, I'm going to go fall on the floor and do 50 setups. And then I'm going to go about my way, just in case you're listening. Okay, so let's jump into today's show. So for those of y'all who might not know, the the episodes on um, Voice America are in seasons, and they're like 12 or 13 seasons, um, so 12 or so 13 episodes, I'm sorry, in a season. And so we're at the end of our first season here. We are doing another season after this one, but we wanted to take a minute and look back and see how the shows did and what shows were most popular. And we have the ability to do that. We have a metrics in which they judge those by. And so I was able to take a look. So I wanted to do a reflection of our first 12 or 13 shows, recap for you those shows that were the most popular, give you a little idea as to why they were popular. And if you're new and haven't listened to the show before, you know what show to go back to to listen to a specific topic. There, we, I've had folks that are just finding the show and they're binging, like listening to all 12 or 13 episodes at one time. And I thank you very much for that. And I hope that it, you're getting what you want from listening. But there are always people who join new um, each Friday and they've not heard the show before and they might not have time to binge 12 shows. They might just want to know the shows that are most um most specific to what they need. And so I just want to give you out there a taste of that so you know exactly where to go. So, and I've been very strategic today because I want to make sure that I get through all the shows. So I do have a couple of notes here. So if you hear me turning the pages, it's, it's only because I'm trying not to ramble and to stay on target. 
to make sure that I'm giving you the right information. So let's get started with that. Okay. So the first show that we had, we had two shows. The guest on that show was such a wonderful person. Her name is Shannon Murphy Johnson. She is from A Step Ahead Adoption Services. She is an adoption consultant. And she started off this whole beautiful ride of adoption unscripted. She was on the first two shows. And she went over with us an Adoption 101 episode. So she talked about what you need to look for if you are folks who are considering adoption. So your folks who are thinking about taking that journey, she gave us the basics, uh, what we need to look for. She talked about the mindset that you need to have when going into adoption. She also talked about the fees and the cost for adoption, which is very important. And we're going to have more conversations about the fees in our next season. So you can stay tuned for that. Shannon went over what you can expect if you work with an adoption consultant. And she also talked about what they do at A Step Ahead. They have a, a lot of services that they offer. And she went over those as well. Shannon, just to give you a little bit of background on her, she is uh, an adoptee. And she is a transracial adoptee. And she's also an adoptive mom herself. And she's an adoption professional. So she is what my friend Carol would call the total package. And I call her a really good friend. And she will always have a place in my heart because she was my first guest on Adoption Unscripted. So Shannon, if you're listening, I love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. We want you to come back. And um, just, you know, thank you so much for starting this. Where you can reach Shannon if you want to reach out to Shannon or A Step Ahead, you can find them at a stepaheadadoption.com. I'm going to make sure that's not .org, and I will let you know after we get back from the break. It might be .org, but I think it's .com. And if you want to reach Shannon specifically because you're looking for an adoption consultant, and, and Shannon did mention that they have an awesome track record as far as time is concerned for how long you have to wait for a placement. That can vary. And although she didn't make any promises as to when it, how long it would take for um, ex- expectant adoptive parents to have a placement made, she did say that they have a really short waiting period for the most part. I don't remember. I think she may have said 90 days, possibly. They sometimes make placements in 90 days. And although she didn't guarantee that, I do remember that they had a really good time on that. So the waiting time wasn't excessive for most people. So if you want to um, check out A Step Ahead or Shannon, you can go to their website and they have um, a tab that says, I think it says uh, work with us. And you can find Shannon. um, She has a picture, a beautiful picture. I think it actually says our team. So if you go on A Step Ahead um, dot stepaheadadoption.com and then click on the our team tab you will see shannon's beautiful face there and you can she actually has her contact information and you can call her if you want to work with shannon directly the second and shannon was on uh the first and second show we had so many questions for shannon from the first show that she came back on the second show and answered more questions you can go back and check those shows out if you are looking to adopt and you just want some questions answered She did a really thorough job, by the way. The next show, we had a friend of mine, a new friend, that I met actually on his 
Facebook group. His name is Barry Farmer, and he is such a wonderful man. He is the founder and the administrator of the Foster Care and Adopted Life Facebook group. And that group is growing like wildfire. And I know exactly why, because it is an awesome group. Everyone on there is so supportive. And it is a support group, not a discussion group. And one of the things that Barry talked about was the difference between a discussion group on Facebook and a support group on Facebook. And actually, he has two now. So I will try to find the name of the um, discussion group because he did start two because he wanted to make sure that in the first group we were just supporting each other. And if we wanted to discuss issues, things like that, we went to another group, which I think was awesome and respected the ethos of the first group. I will let you know the name of the second group. But I am going to put all this information on my website under the resources page. So anything that I mention now, if you don't catch it, it's okay. I'm going to put it on the resource. I'm going to do an epic blog post also about this. So you can find it on the resource page or on the blog post. What I think is so awesome about Barry is he started his journey to parenthood as a very young man. I think he was in his early 20s. He wasn't even 25 years old when he started his journey to parenthood. He was an, a foster child himself. He was a kinship placement. I think he said his grandmother raised him, which made foster care something that affected him deeply and profoundly. So he decided to become a foster parent. I don't think he thought about becoming an adoptive parent when he started that, which is going into foster care with the right mindset because foster care, the the goal of foster care is reunification. But Barry actually became a foster dad and he has three beautiful, I mean, adopted dad, he has three beautiful sons that he adopted through foster care. And um, his his episode was fantastic as well. So you can check that. I think it's episode three. We're going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and we're going to get into Kevin Hoffman's episode, which was also quite popular as well. So you guys hang on and I'll see you on the other side. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, 
strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, welcome back. I did check on the break, and it is a stepaheadadoption.com. And Barry's um, discussion group on Facebook is called Let's Talk About It. Foster Care and Adoption is the discussion group only for parents. So you can check both of those out. Now, Kevin Hoffman, and those of you who are a part of this adoption community probably are familiar with Kevin. Kevin is a transracial adoptee. He's so much more than that. But for, for our purposes right now, he's a transracial adoptee. And he was raised by a family in, I think, in the 60s and in Detroit. And he has written an awesome book. It's called Growing Up Black and White. And what is so fantastic about Kevin's book, besides his very personal story, and he gives us a glimpse in what it was like to be a young man growing up in an all-white family in that time period. But even more than that, which is which is I guess it's unbelievable that someone would share that with us because it's not all roses and, and you know, <clears throat> rainbows and unicorns. There's some parts of the story that are real and sometimes a little hard to read, but he's always um, very honest with his writing. And so that's why I think it's important for us to read that. But not only did he, re- he write that, but he also wrote some action items in the back of the book. And these action items dealt with some issues that come up when you're transracially adopting children and when you're parenting those children, more importantly. And he gave parents a how-to on what to do when those situations arise, or more importantly, before they come up. Because Kevin and I talked a lot about kind of jumping in and, and educating yourself before you adopt children, if that's your plan to adopt transracially, and why the sooner is absolutely the better. Now, Kevin's book is available on Amazon, and we actually are starting a book club with that book. It's in Seeing Color, and I will be so happy to come back and let you know how that's going. I think the book is so wonderful because it gives you a roadmap, and sometimes you don't know what the problem is going to be until it's smacking you in your face, and so Kevin's book gives you a heads up, and so that's why it's so awesome. We also had so many questions for Kevin, and Kevin and I got to talking as we do and looked up, and the show was over. So Kevin came back on, I think he was on show four and episode 10 as well, and we went over those action items. So on episode four that Kevin is on, he talks a lot about his story and what it was like growing up. He talks about going to high school and what that was like, and then going to college and why he chose to go to an all-white college and what that was like for him as a young man trying to 
figure out his identity and trying to form this identity in an all-white space and why that just didn't work out for him. He also was very honest about how growing up as a young man in a, a young man of color in a white family affected the way he made relationships and that he wished he would have known why he did some of the things that he did when he was younger and maybe that would have changed so many things. And he was very honest about that. And so if you get a chance, please check out episode 10. I think he talks a lot about that. And it just was so great to hear because most most importantly, because he was brave enough to share. But honestly, it was so great to hear because if one person out there was listening and is raising a black or brown child in a transracial family created through adoption, and they heard that story and they heard the emotion in his voice, and that changed the way that they were choosing to parent their child or gave them some things to think about, it was worth it. And I'm sure Kevin would say the same thing. You can find Kevin on Twitter. Um, he is, let me make sure I get this right, is K8967 at Twitter. And you can find him on Facebook at Kevin Hoffman. He also has several really good videos on YouTube. You can check those out as well. And I think I saw on his Facebook page that some really exciting things are happening with Kevin. So you can check it out. Kevin is also going to be a keynote speaker at one of our Seeing Color retreats that we're going to have. And I'll talk more about that towards the end of the show today. One of our most popular shows, I think one of the top two shows that we had was, it was entitled, I think the title was Raising Kids with Trauma and How We Respond. I think that was the name of the show. And that show um, was fantastic. I had a guest on there and she's become a really good friend of mine. Her name is Abigail and she is from the wonderful blog, Herding Chickens on WordPress. I don't even know where to start with Abigail. I don't. I, I was going to take notes and I thought I, would, I can't write a book about the takeaways from that show. We just don't have time. It was a whole show. And I have to have her back because she is a wealth of knowledge. So I think the takeaway from that show was she gave the folks right now who are in the middle of raising children who have experienced trauma. She gave not only one, not two, not three, but a menu of action items you can do today to help with that issue. She talked about, she was very honest. She talked about how she had to sometimes sit in the bathroom and sing songs so her daughter would hear her and know that she was in the bathroom and she wasn't far away. She talked about how she gave her kids pictures of herself to take with them to school and put in their locker so if they felt insecure or started to feel like their parents might not be home when they got back from school, that they would see them and they would see that that they were there. She talked about going to the Dunkin' Donuts and she talked about ordering a white powder donut and her son reacted and said, put the cocaine donut down, mom, don't do it. And even though that story was funny and I laugh even telling it now, she talked about why that was. And she didn't get too personal with her because that is her children's story. But she did tell us that our that you can you our children come to us with a story. All children have a story. Sometimes you don't know everything about your child's story if you are um, adopting these children from foster care or international adoption. 
and they're already older, you don't know their story, but they come to you and they may have experienced trauma from that from that story. And you don't know, but you have to jump in with two feet and you have to get it done. And that's what she and her wonderful husband have done. And she talked about ad- um, adoption, how it has affected her marriage and what she does to keep her marriage strong. And she talked about what it means to be a therapeutic parent, to do do therapeutic parenting. And that's different than what I'm going to do air quotes and you can't see me because what is normal parenting, but it's a little, it's very different. And it, you, you do therapeutic parenting when you have children who have suffered trauma. And she talked about what that meant. She explained it to us in the simplest of terms. And she gave us a place to start. And that was awesome. You can find Abigail on her blog. It is called Herding Chickens. Now, this is H-E-A-R-D-I-N-G, chickens, at WordPress. And then you can find her at Twitter at Chicken Herding, which is H-E-R-D-I-N-G. So in case you want to pop onto Twitter now or when the show is over, I want you to be able to find her now. And then, but like I said, don't worry about taking notes because I'm going to put all of this in the uh, epic, epic blog post and the resources page. But she's fantastic. Her blog is awesome. Um, she blogs regularly. So she's not one of those folks who you fall in love with and then you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, they haven't blogged in like months. That's not Abigail. She blogs on a regular basis because I really think she knows that some of us look forward to that and we want to hear her story and we feel like we know her because she is able to express herself so authentically through words that way before I talked to her, I al- I already felt like I like I knew her. And when someone can convey who they are, who their spirit is through words, you know that they are really special. They're a really special person. So check it out. I don't think that you will regret it. Matter of fact, I'm going to say I'm absolutely positive that you won't. So it's Abigail um, on Twitter at chicken herding and her wordpress site is herding chickens remember to check her out you won't regret it okay the next show that we had was somewhat of a a part two to abigail's show we had sean delahant from case and case is an acronym for the center for adoption education and support And Sean works in Riverdale Park, Maryland. So like I said, Sean's show was a part two. And and Sean is an adoption competent therapist. And there is something very different about being an adoption competent therapist. That means that you have had specific training on how to work with folks who are in any stage of adoption or who are adopted parents. And that's different than therapy when you're working with folks who are not um, adopted parents or have not been adopted. So I'm talking about adoptive parents and adoptees. I'm sure there's some crossover, absolutely. But being an adoption competent therapist means that you know more about adoption and its effect on the members of your family. 
Sean's show was also extremely popular because he gave us the clinical perspective and from what Abigail gave us the parenting perspective. He explained to us that trauma shows up in many ways and that most children who are adopted have experienced some type of trauma simply because they were adopted and they were separated from their first mother, the mother they had in the womb, and how that can affect a child and can and can result in trauma. He also explained to us how trauma manifests itself and what it looks like in ways that I honestly didn't know. And I wanted to have Sean on on the show because I've experienced folks who who will say, well, I adopted my child and they were only, you know, two months old and they didn't experience trauma. Why are they having issues at at three years old? And I would say I I believe that it's because of the separation from their birth mom. And it was hard for for adoptive parents to understand because it didn't look we, we think of trauma as something we can see or or a behavior that is outrageous and that is obvious. And that's not how trauma always manifests itself. So please check out Sean's show. It was I think it was the eighth show and it's called a trauma from a from a therapeutic perspective. OK, you guys hold tight and we will be back with our most popular show. See you on the other side. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. 
Now back to the program. Okay, guys, welcome back. I wanted to give you Sean's contact information and where you can find him on the web. So you can find Sean on the web at adoptionsupport.org. Adoptionsupport.org. That is the case website. You can also contact Sean directly um, if you go on that website. And I think it's our staff or our team tab. It will come up and it'll show you all of the therapists that they work. And they have quite a number of adoption competent therapists there that you can work with. And you can reach Sean directly at 301-779-4309. One of the really great things about CASE is that they work with the family as a whole. So they have a very family-centric approach as well. So they work with not only the, the adoptee or the child that's adopted, but they work with the parents both together and separately. So if you are experiencing some trauma, and you can as an adoptive parent, they will work with you. And I think that one of the things that we don't think about is that sometimes there are areas of adoption that people don't talk about really. And that sometimes you can be disappointed if you're not bonding as fast as you wanted to bond. Or you can be disappointed that your children are not going to look at you or think of you as their parent. Or you can have an, you can have some concerns that your biological children are experiencing some behaviors that you did not see prior to adopting your child, your your new child, and all of those c- come from the center point of adoption. So at Case, they have services for everyone, everyone, both individual and as a group, as a unit, and that's what makes them so so unusual. And I think it's something that maybe you might not, parents might not consider that they might be the ones who need the therapy or that their, their biological child might be the one that needs the therapy. And in fact, sometimes that is absolutely the case. So once again, you can check Sean out at and Case out. They have a fantastic website. And I think also that the show that Sean was on might be on the CASE website. So you might be able to check it out from there on their resources. They have lots of great resources as well. But you can check Sean out at adoptionsupport.org. Or you can call him at 301-779-4309. We had a show most recently, and our guest was Linnea Krukovich. And she is the founder of Life After Placement. I think she was on show number 12. This was one of the first shows of many that we will do that was specifically um, about birth mothers or expectant moms who have not become a birth mom yet because they haven't given birth, but they are considering making an adoption plan. Now, this show was different in a way than some of our shows, and I can say honestly Linnea and I both knew going into this show that it might be a different show. It was a different show because it was real. It was real and it was uncensored and it was just a free-flowing conversation because Linnea has a story to share. She had um, a child when she was younger. She made an adoption plan for that child. That daughter was adopted And unfortunately, things did not work out the way that she had hoped that they would. 
and both she and her daughter, she's been reunited with her daughter, I think for maybe going on maybe eight years now, maybe, maybe more. And so they are in one another's lives, but this wasn't a fairy tale. And she was very honest. And like I said, she was authentic and transparent. And she show, she shared a glimpse that I don't think a lot of people honestly want to talk about, but it doesn't make it any less real. And one of the things that she and I talk about, and I tell you, I think I've mentioned in that, in that show, we talked on the phone for four hours one night. Because one of the things that we talked about, and we're going to work on some of these things together, she and I, in the future, is educating women who are making an adoption plan and telling them what they can really expect when they make that plan. Because, and not in a way to deter women from making an adoption plan. Absolutely. I, I believe in adoption. I support adoption. I support adoptees. And I support folks who are looking to adopt. I think it is wonderful. And I think that it is an opportunity to create families. However, I don't have a savior mentality. And I think that everyone needs to be educated on how adoption would could possibly affect them because you want people to know what they're getting into. You want to answer as many questions as you can. And you just, folks, you just can't let fear dictate what you do. You need to do it scared. So you need to have these conversations because then you can see what the problems are, if there are problems or what you don't know that you need to know. And you can communicate and you can work it out and you can move forward with as much knowledge as possible. I don't think that we talk as much about some of the areas of adoption that aren't quite as popular because we might feel that we are being negative or that we don't support adoption. No, I support adoption. I support women who are considering adoption. I support women who make that plan, birth moms. I support families who are looking to adopt and looking to grow their families through adoption, and I support those who have been adopted adoptees. Just as a caveat to that statement, however, we have not jumped into the story of the adoptee in 12 episodes of Adoption Unscripted. I am ashamed to say that I have not done that, and I have not done that, not because I don't feel that it's a story to share, but because it is such an important story to share that I need to make sure that I represent that story appropriately. And honestly, I have so many wonderful people that I've met, adoptees, I don't know who to pick from to start the conversation, because I want to have all of them on the show, and that would be a panel of way too many people, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that. So if anyone out there could give me a suggestion, or would like to be on the show, an adoptee, so I'm putting out an all call for any adoptee who would like to be on the show and discuss their adoption and what it means for them, please Go on, the, go on my website, send me a contact from the contact page, or you can call me directly at 615-392-0294, and let's start that conversation. Okay. Life after placement, let's get back to that. So it is more than a support group. It is a, a whole, it's a community. Linnea has, um, she has a support group. She has meetings locally. She has a pen pal program. She t- 
talks one-on-one with birth moms. Every time I talk to her, she has just gotten off the phone with the birth mom. This is any time of the day or night. She's very committed to these women pre, during, and post making your adoption plan. She encourages these women to be honest with themselves, be honest with their fears and their concerns, and to try to get their life back on track after they make a placement, after they make an adoption plan. She talks about depression and how you can have, talks about her own depression and what she felt when she was pregnant with her second child and all the things that came up during that. She also talks about the challenges that she faced, the challenges that her daughter faced. Um, and she's very honest. And she talks about doubt and how she doubted herself when she made that choice. Please check her out. Her story, her website is absolutely beautiful. She's done a great job with that. She just has a really huge heart and wants to share. And she wants to serve. Genuinely and authentically, her mission is to serve. You can find her at lifeafterplacement.org. You can also click on her. She has a blog as well. You can check that out too. And you can go to the contact page, and I believe she actually has an email. You can reach her directly and her phone number. But like I said, I will put this information on the Epic blog post and the resource page as well. So please don't forget to check her out if you are. And let me say, this is a good place for folks who have adopted to check out as well, not just for women who are considering adoption and making a plan, but for moms out there who have adopted to get a bird's eye view of the heart of a woman who made an adoption plan, because without those women making those plans, we wouldn't have, you wouldn't have these beautiful children that we love so much. So it's good to always take some perspective of what it was like for someone else. It just makes you love and appreciate birth moms even more. Now, that was a very popular show as well. I did a couple of solo shows. I did several, I think, maybe four or five of those. One of the most popular shows that I did was um, Adoption and Back to School. And we talked about what it means to send your child back to school that's been adopted. We talked about the dreaded family tree project or all about me project that pops up around the second grade and some ways that we can do a workaround with those. You can check those out online as well. I have those up. And if I've taken them down, I don't think I have. But if I have, I will absolutely put them back up on the resource page. We talked about how to talk to parents and how to talk to parents of your children's friends in their class how to talk to administrators and teachers, the expectation that we should have from administrators and teachers. Um, and we're going to ha- actually have a teacher that's going to come on in the next several shows and talk about that, who happens to also be um, a mom that has adopted. So she can have, she can give us the perspective of the school and the parent and tell us how to talk with teachers because it can be a little tricky. I know my Sister often talks to her children's teachers and not about negative things, but she tries to be so conscientious of how she approaches them because it's a hard job to be a teacher. I've taught before and you have a class of 20 plus children and you want to make sure everyone's getting what they need and everyone is all parents are being listened to and 
attended to. And so sometimes as parents, we need to make sure that we're talking to, we're thinking about that when talking to teachers. And so she's going to tell us how to do that too, and even give us some simple conversation starters, how to start these conversations to get the best outcome possible. That was, I'm not sure what number show, I think that was number nine, but I will put that in the the blog post as well. I also did a show about hair and how to care for children's hair. And there's too much to get into with that. Please check that show out. There was a great post about that too and has all kinds of products and step-by-steps. Check that out if you have any questions about that. It was comprehensive. Um, When we get back from this break, I'm going to talk to you about transracial adoption shows I did. We talked about those and the show that was the most popular show of all 12 shows this season. So, okay, guys, thanks for hanging in with me. I will be right back and I'll see you on the other side. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. 
Now back to the program. Okay, guys, welcome back. I did a little teaser of what was the most popular show that we had in our first season of Adoption Unscripted. And the most popular show was How to Step Up Your Transracial Parenting Game. Yeah, How to Step Up Your Transracial Parenting Game. And it was a show that I did alone, which I was completely surprised about because I always like to have guests and I feel like my guests are experts in their field and they're sharing all of their wealth of knowledge. So honestly, I was a bit surprised that it was a solo show. Thank you, though. I appreciate that you guys liked it and felt that there was value. I think, and I thought a lot about it. Why was that show so popular? And I think the reason it it was was one because my team and I, we put a lot of thought into that show. My sister actually helped me with that show because we do that work with Seeing Color. And that show was just what I think was a, hey, if you're a transracial parent and you're doing a good job, and I know that most of you are, there are a couple of ways that you can take it to the next level. You can step up your parenting game. And I think people were curious as to, well, how do I do that? I think I'm doing a pretty good job, but how can I step up my parenting game? I think the title may maybe drew them in, and I hope that the content made them stick around and stay a while. In that episode, we talked about communication with your child. We talked about education, how to educate yourself prior to adopting transracially. I think you should educate yourself prior to adopting, period, because there's not a lot of post-education or post-support out there, unfortunately, and you know that that is one of my pet peeves, and I hope that with this show we are changing that, and that's the reason why we are doing this show, to offer support to folks who've adopted, post-support, and information for those who are looking to adopt, but you don't, you're not going to find a lot of support out there, and, and I'm doing a call out. If you know of some awesome areas online, or even in your community, you're like, hey, Mike, I don't know about where you live, but when, where I live, we have post-adoption support. I love it. I want to know about it, and I want to share it to the listeners. So please send me that information, because if it's out there, I want to know so I can spread it, because folks need to know. And they need to go to know where there are places they can go and find support. So I think that's one of the reason why that Step Up was the number one show, had the most downloads of the 12 shows. We talked about how your children must feel when they're growing up in all white spaces and how they can feel othered. We, a lot of folks didn't know what that term meant. We talked about what it means to be the only or othered where you feel like you're being treated differently or you're the only one of, of your kind. And that's, I mean, quoting that your kind in your area, what it looks like to be the only brown face in your Christmas photo or what it likes to be the only brown face when you're on vacation and how that can affect your child. And you don't know. We talked about how sometimes transracial adoptees can grow up and they can feel like their culture was stolen from them. My sister was sharing a story with me. And I think there was a video on YouTube. And I'll put this on the website of a girl who just came out and said, my mom stole my culture. Now, it sounds harsh. And her mom loved her. And she loved her mom. But she felt like her mom did not submerge her in her culture and what it meant to be 
from South America. I think this young lady was from South America and her mother just didn't know what she didn't know. And so one of our goals for this show is to kind of tell you some of the things that you might not know if you're adopting transracially or you're thinking about it and just giving you some strategies and some tools on areas where you might feel stuck or highlighting areas where you are stuck, but you just might not know it. And that's fine because you wouldn't know certain things if you're not African-American, if you're not Korean, if you're not from China, if you're not from Latin America, if you're not Native American from Haiti, I could go on and on from Africa. You wouldn't necessarily know what that means. And it's meaningful. It means something. And you might not know what it means. I don't know what it means to be from Korea. How would I know that? I'm a black woman. But you better believe if I choose to go out and adopt a child from Korea, I want to know as much as I possibly can so I can help my child know about their culture and what it means to be Korean. And so I think that was the reason why that show may have been so very popular. And I will do more of those if you know if you if you like it, let me know and I will absolutely do more of those. And I am going to also start talking about, I have gotten, uh, I won't say it's a complaint, but I have have folks say, hey, Micah, can you talk about what it means to adopt a child from fill-in-the-blank country? Yes, I will. I I know that it may seem like I was kind of stuck on the black child, and it's not because I'm a black woman. It's just because I find that there's where most of the issues lie within the community outside of the house out out when you're going when you're sending your child out and about in this world to navigate as a person of color your black child may find some specific issues that maybe your child who is from China may not and so that's why I may have focused more on that but I absolutely know that that is not the only way you can transracially adopt. And we do work with all families. And so in the next season, I will absolutely make sure that we have those families represented. Okay. I said a mouthful. I hope that you have enjoyed these first 13 episodes. You, you, I, from what I can see, you have, I am honored that you take your time and listen to the show, we've had over 10,000 downloads, and for a new show that had no audience before we started, that is amazing. So thank you so very much. We, I look forward to the next season of Adoption Unscripted, and I want to say that if it wasn't for y'all listening and sharing this show with people who you think it could be helpful to, we wouldn't be on. So I appreciate it. Keep sharing the show. Um I think I said last week that it is on iTunes. I think that is super cool that it's on iTunes. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And, of course, on my Voice America host page. We are having our first Seeing Color family retreat. We're doing it to two locations this summer in Washington, D.C. and in Nashville, Tennessee. And maybe in the Hampton Roads area if I can scout a location while I'm here because it's beautiful here. We will let you know more information about that on our website. My sister was supposed to come on and talk about that. But at the last minute, she got chicken and was not able and actually actually didn't say anything, couldn't say anything. So maybe she'll get on the air next time and talk more about our Seeing Color Retreat. We're super excited about that. I think I mentioned Kevin Hoffman is going to be one of the keynote speakers. So that is cool as well. 
Okay, so I guess it's almost time for us to wrap up the show today. Thank you so very much. Remember, if you have any questions, any comments, show ideas for our upcoming episodes, please feel free to send them to me at www.adoptionunscripted.com or you can call me on our phone, our number for the show, which is 615-392-0294. It is about 70-some degrees in Hampton, Virginia in October. I don't remember a homecoming that wasn't a little bit overcast, a little bit rainy, a little bit windy. I think the Lord said, Mike is coming to homecoming. Let's put some sunshine out there. Or maybe not. (laughs) Maybe that's too much. But anyway, I'm going to take it, say thank you, and go out and try to have You know, I'm not even going to try. I am going to have an awesome weekend here in Hampton, Virginia. You guys go out and have an awesome weekend wherever you are. And Grace, Josh, Layla, Pat, Nanny, Alan, and Birdie, those are my family members. We love you. Thank you for allowing us to take this quick vacation. And we will see you guys on Sunday. Okay, guys, go out and have an awesome weekend and stay blessed. Thanks for joining us for Adoption Unscripted. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program with your host, Micah Johnson, next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.